Welcome to Boxed Wine, a true crime mockumentary memoir series. That's right, a made-up genre. (laughs) You're welcome. Every episode is a different crime committed against Christy Williams, the most unsuccessful, successful small business owner in North Canton, Ohio. She's kind of a big deal, mostly to middle-aged white women, which is just fine with her because who rules the world? Probably rich white men we've never heard of. These stories will be narrated by me, Christy Williams, in the third person, because who doesn't enjoy that? It's a tale as old as time. Girl graduates high school. Girl travels the world on missions trips filming video. Aside from Hawaii and Fiji, that was the only traveling our BFF had done up until this point. Her father called her up at the small Bible college in Kansas she was currently attending. She surprisingly had fun at the tiny little college. That whole big fish, little pond thing was really her jam. This town was small, like nearest store to shop at was 20 minutes away small. But it was a Bible college and she had no degree that she was actually interested in pursuing there. She basically just went there and rose hell, driving her geo tracker all over the place like a bat out of hell. Ah, the geo tracker a little white pseudo-jeep that she pretended was a Jeep Wrangler. The soft top of the Geo didn't fit on quite right, so the back window was actually flipped inward, which meant it wasn't fully sealed. Not a big issue in the summer. However, in the winter, when it would snow and she would drive it from place to place, her car became a literal snow globe. The air would swoop in from the back opened gap from the soft top not being fully latched. The snow that was piled up in the back from that day's snowfall would swirl around in the interior. She would wear gloves and a hat because the heat only worked sometimes. It's funny now. It wasn't really funny then. This is not the crime. She had gotten her geo stuck in precarious positions multiple places around campus over the school year, but the most memorable was when she got stuck on top of a giant pile of snow in the library parking lot. She was convinced she could make it over it because her geo tracker was just as badass as a Jeep Wrangler. I mean, hello, it had four wheel drive. She plowed through a field one day with her cousin, giant grasshoppers flying up and thwapping against the windshield. It was all fun and games until the Geo went to go back to the road and became center leveled. Her cousin, much younger than her, got on the driver's side while our hero pushed. Normally, she would have made her cousin push, but he had recently broken his arm in a football game and had a cast. So Christy was on pushing duty. Luckily, the Geo tracker wasn't a Jeep Wrangler and a little nudge was all it took. These were the kind of life lessons Christy learned at Bible College in Kansas. One evening, a few weeks before school was ending, Christy's dorm room phone rang. It was her dad. Hey, Christy. Hey, Dad. How's it going? Good, good. So, how would you like to go to Indy with me? You could film my travels and edit a video that we could send out to all the churches. 
Christy had definitely been bitten by the travel bug and was excited by the idea of a new country to visit. She knew absolutely nothing about India, nor did she have any prior interest in visiting. Absolutely, I'm in. Great, we'll leave during your summer break so you won't miss any school. She hadn't told her dad that she had already decided not to come back to Kansas for school. She never actually wanted to go to college, and this was her third one in three years. She continued to try to express her dislike of college, but her parents kept pressing her to graduate because it would, quote, change her life. She would, quote, make a better living, guaranteed, end quote. College ended up being the most expensive mistake our hero would ever make in her life and set the tone for a life full of debt and playing catch-up that would never end. Ever. Christie's dad flew to Kansas and drove her geo-tracker back to Ohio with her. Christie has never been one to drive long distances and often threatens people who will drive her that she will sit in the back and take on the role, the reverse role, of driving Miss Daisy. While her dad was driving on the highway, the car was a bit wobbly, which was normal. The wind made the little faux jeep sway back and forth uncontrollably. But there was this weird womp womp from the wheels. They pulled over at a gas station about an hour after driving. Hmm, let me look underneath. It seems like something is wrong with the tires. Okay. Her dad crawled under the vehicle and came back up looking curiously at Christy. There's a bunch of mud caked into the wheels. Any idea how it got there? Christy smiled sheepishly. From the Kansas dirt roads? Well, I'll get underneath and use a stick. I need you to reverse very slowly while I'm under there. Christy got in the car. Her dad found a stick, and Christy put the car in drive and ran over her father. He lost an arm and use of the left side of his body. Just kidding. She reversed it slowly, and by the end, there was so much dirt piled in the parking lot, she had no other option but to confess to her father about her off-road adventures. Surprisingly, he was impressed, and they laughed about it the entire drive home. Our hero felt like a seasoned veteran when it came to traveling, even though she'd only been out of the country one time prior to this upcoming India trip. She felt confident that after traveling to Fiji, she could handle any place in the world. Her father surprised her with a day in London, since they were landing there anyway, before going on to India. Christy was obsessed with England, a total Anglophile, and it was a dream come true to get to spend time there, even if it was only for one day. While on the tube, 
That's the subway for those who haven't been to England. Her dad fell asleep. Christy teased him relentlessly. However, while riding on a double-decker bus at the top and the very front row, Christy found herself a bit tired and drifted off. She fell forward and hit her head on the railing. Karma's a bitch. The day in England went far too quickly for Christy's liking, and she has never made it back since, but definitely plans to one day, eventually, maybe, hopefully. Then, off to India they went. When they landed, Christy was giddy with the idea of a new experience ahead. She stepped out of the plane, walked through the airport. They did carry on only, a hack from her dad who had traveled the world a million times over. They walked out the exit doors and our favorite person instantly melted. It was so damn hot. It was a heat like she had never experienced before. She was instantly damp from head to foot. She looked to her right and left, and there were two men with automatic machine guns standing on either side of the door. This was the first time our heroes saw people standing out in the open with guns of this magnitude. Speaking of magnitude, the amount of people was overwhelming, as were the smells and the cows. Our BFF followed her dad as he walked into the street and headed down the very crowded sidewalk. Christy walk-jogged behind him as people stared her down. Dad, Dad, slow down! Oh, <laughs> sorry, it's... Just my normal pace. Listen, here's the deal. Christy was a saunterer. She walks slow, often stopping to take pictures or look at things along the way. She wasn't built for lots of walking. Let's examine her body, shall we? First of all, she has pigeon toes which means her feet turn in at the ankle, which makes her gait awkward right off the rip, which a guy she met up with from the internet for a date told her. He said, At first I was like, oh wow, she walks weird. And then I was like, eh, I can overlook it, I guess. There wasn't a second date, obviously. So, pigeon toes, then, there was the issue of the chub row, a term familiar to people who are pleasantly plump. Listen, we don't use the F word around here. Her thighs have always rubbed together. This causes friction, especially when moving quickly. Add the fact that she sweats profusely doing almost any duration or sort of walking, and you've got the perfect storm brewing down there. Add in a booty that sticks out like a bubble, giant boobs that make her lean forward 
and you've got the perfect candidate for a mobility scooter. But alas, here she was, hoofing it after her father who had long, thin legs and walked about four times the speed of Christy at his normal rate. India was the biggest culture shock she had ever experienced. Everything was different. Everything. The first meal they had, she got a heaping plate of rice, a curry with giant chunks of meat, and naan bread. She hungrily scooped up the curry with the bread, put the giant hunk of meat on top, and took a big bite. Her teeth almost shattered. It was a bone. She looked around, holding her jaw, watching as the people around her sucked on the bone, getting bits of meat off of it and spitting the bone back out. The curry was delicious once she figured out how to eat it. The trip was a difficult one, mostly due to the lack of air conditioning and the sweltering heat and the crowdedness of every single situation. Was she sad to leave? Honestly, no. It was a bit much for her, and although she was glad for the experience, she wasn't sure she planned on going back anytime soon. Back in the airport, on the way home, they walked past the guys with the guns, different guys, same guns. She had to use the restroom. She went to the woman's restroom and stood in a long line. When it was finally her turn, she went to the open stall and stepped in, locking the door behind her. When she turned around, there was a hole in the ground. She stared at it, confused. She had only used actual toilets the entire time she had been there. Maybe at the airport it was just this? She hung her backpack on a hook and turned around, ready to assume the position. She pulled her skinny jeans down, which were clinging to her sweaty legs, because, you know, she'd had to walk outside to get to the airport. Her converse slid in something wet. She pretended not to notice as she struggled with her pants. She got them down to about her knees. It was good enough. She had to pee. She squatted and her converse slid again. She flung her arms out to balance herself using the stall walls. Her shoes squeaked, her limited movement from the sticky skinny jeans locked in her fate, and she fell onto the floor with a thud, and whatever was wet was now on her arms, her jeans, her legs, everywhere. She tried to be quiet during this ordeal, getting back under control and readjusting before attempting to stand and falling again. Shit! She finally regained actual control and grabbed her backpack and tried to walk out of the stall with dignity. She glanced to the side of the stall as she exited and saw the picture of the fact that there was indeed no toilet. Lesson learned a little too late. This, this was the crime. She walked past the line of women waiting to use the bathroom and the woman walking toward her stall gave her a sideways look. Just a heads up, there's uh, no toilet in that one. Abort mission. Thank you. I think I'll wait for a toilet. 
Good choice. She stepped aside and let the person behind her go instead. Christy found her dad and sat next to him. What happened to you? You don't want to know. So, who is to blame for the case of the Indian toilet? Christy, for extreme body-sweating situation and having the audacity to wear skinny jeans? Nope, it was a style. And she can't control how her body wants to cool her off. Her dad, for not telling her that sometimes in India there aren't actual toilets? No, the internet existed. She could have done her research. The culprit is so obvious it's embarrassing. It's the sign on the stall's fault for not being bigger and surrounded by flashing lights. Catch us next time for the case of the best brother ever. You won't want to miss this family affair. Narrated by Christy Williams. Dad voiced by Josh Bankert. Date voiced by George McCris. Woman in bathroom voiced by Jamie McCris. <laughs> <laughs>